Welcome to Beyond Blathers, the podcast where we dive deeper into the insects, fish, and fossils you can find in Animal Crossing New Horizons. I'm Olivia de Bercier. And I'm Sophia Osborne. And this week, Sophia's going to tell us about the spotted garden eel. But before we get into it, we wanted to remind you all that our new shop update is live. We have tons of new sticker designs and even some sticker sheets, although they are selling very fast. These are our first run at making sticker sheets, and they're actually a little bit more like pop-out die-cut stickers than like what you would get at a dollar store as a sticker sheet. Uh, so we've discounted them quite a bit, but they're still great. They're really limited supply, so go check them out at etsy.com slash shop slash beyond blathers. Yeah, it's so exciting to have this new shop update and a lot of the stickers were really lovingly handmade by Olivia, just like painstaking work. And so yeah, if you if you get some stickers from the new update, they were probably made with a lot of love by Olivia's two hands. And I'm just obsessed with them. Like there's lots of fun ones this time, like not just kind of the episode illustrations, which are also great, but there are some like fun ones with cute sayings and stuff. So yeah, definitely check it out. And thank you so much to everyone who's already ordered from the shop. We just really, really appreciate yeah. your support. We we see everyone's names and we're like, yay, thank you for ordering. Yeah, it's so exciting. <laughs> Okay, so without further ado, let's get into today's episode. So if you bring a spotted garden eel to Blathers, he'll say, The spotted garden eel is a small, eel-shaped fish that loves to burrow in the sandy ocean floor. These silly things are known for popping their heads out of the sand to nibble on plankton drifting by. Some say this makes them look like plants sprouting in a garden, hence the name spotted garden eel. But I think they look more like prairie dogs poking out of their desert hidey holes. Prairie eels has a lovely ring, don't you think? That's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> Love prairie eels. So wait, so they're not they're not eels, they're eel-shaped fish? Yeah, so let's talk about the taxonomy of garden eels, because basically the spotted garden eel is a specific species of garden eel. And its scientific name is Heteroconger hasi. And so yeah, they're in the genus Heteroconger, which are the garden eels. And it looks like I think there are 21 species in this genus, although it was kind of hard to find information about them as we'll get into. But yeah, for the record, they are eels. I do find it weird that Blathers said eel-shaped fish because eels are fish. Yeah, I was just thinking that. I was like, wait. (laughs) Yeah, it's not like they're like I don't know, maybe if he'd said, like, snake-shaped fish or, like, worm-shaped fish or something. Yeah. But, like, he could have just said, like, they're eels because they are and eels are fish. So, yeah, they're they're eels, they're fish. So, yeah, Heteroconger is a genus in the order Anguilliformes, which is the eels. And we've talked about this order more in our ribbon eel and moray eel episodes, So go take a listen to those if you, like, want to learn more about eels. But if you've already listened to those episodes or just kind of know, like, memes about eels, you probably know that they're quite mysterious creatures that we don't know a lot about. Uh, But I'm kind of just, like, obsessed with that. I I like the mystery surrounding them. So I'm excited to be doing another eel. But spoiler alert, we do know how these eels reproduce. So that's, that's cool. But yeah, go listen to those other eel episodes uh, after this one if you haven't listened to them. Yeah. Anyway, you've probably seen garden eels before 
uh, you know, in like nature documentaries. I feel like they're kind of an iconic image of kind of marine biology because they're so beautiful, but also a bit eerie because of how they, like Blather said, they look like a garden of seagrass. And in our listener stories episode, there was someone who talked about seeing garden eels. Uh, and I remember it was a really striking story. Yeah, but they're these long, thin eels that, like Blather said, poke up from their bros in the sand. And I I think they have very cute faces. Like they have big cartoonish eyes and like this little pouty mouth. And apparently they have a poor sense of smell because they have very small nostrils. So they kind of are giving Disney princess vibes. Yeah, or like sock puppet or like very Muppety. (laughs) Very. And they're quite small, right? Yeah, this is kind of like, I feel like I thought that they were small, like little worms or something. But I think that that's because really only their head and upper body sticks out of the burrows. And they are very like slim and skinny. But I was surprised to learn that the spotted garden eel can actually be up to 16 inches long. So that's like over a foot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty big. I feel like a lot of times you kind of see them without context. Like you just see them in the ocean, like, and there's nothing around them because it's just like sand. sand. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So they can actually be pretty, pretty long. Fair enough. So where can they be found? Yeah. So garden eels can be found in the Eastern Pacific and warmer parts of the Atlantic. But the greatest diversity of species can be found in the Indo-Pacific which is where you'll find spotted garden eels, which have a range from the eastern coast of Africa to Polynesia and from Japan south to New Caledonia. And they're found between 15 and 45 meters deep in the ocean or between 50 and 150 feet. And like I said, they're usually on sort of sandy seafloor patches, which are usually on the outskirts of coral reefs. The thing about garden eels is that they're really shy They'll hide when other animals like predators are around or when there are scuba divers, which are sometimes researchers. So that means, like, unfortunately, we don't know a lot about them because they just kind of hide and go into their burrows. So they're hard to observe. But we do know a bit. So, yeah, let's first talk about those burrows because this is probably the kind of coolest, most iconic thing about garden eels. They do live in groups of up to thousands of eels. But each garden eel has its own burrow, which it will almost never leave, which I kind of relate to. Like, I feel like they're they're (laughs) homebodies. (laughs) And how it will make the burrow is that it will dig down tail first into the sand. And then it coats the inside of the burrow with mucus to sort of glue the sand together so that the burrow doesn't collapse in the current. That's cool. Yeah, it is cool. I also saw like an unconfirmed fact that they can use mucus to kind of seal up the burrow from predators, but I couldn't, I saw that on Wikipedia and I couldn't find anyone else talking about it. Hmm. So maybe they do that, but the mucus seems cool, like a cool adaptation. Yeah, that's neat. And as I said, they'll almost never leave their burrows, but the only time that they will is when they move burrows when they're mating because the males and females will move their burrows closer to each other so that they can actually like be close enough to mate. But they don't share a burrow, which I, I love. They're just like, no, I still need my own space. I still need to be independent. So when they're ready to mate and their burrows are closer to each other, 
they'll stretch from their adjacent burrows and intertwine their bodies and mate. And I know I said that garden eels are pretty timid, but this is the one instance when they'll get aggressive. So the males will be protective of the females they're mating with and will keep other males away, potentially by even biting them. So it can, it can get intense, as things often do <laughs> during mating. <laughs> and once they have mated, the females will release their eggs into the current where they'll hatch and grow. And once the larvae reach a certain size, then they'll settle down and dig their own burrows. Wow, that's so interesting. I love that they like they will not share a burrow. They're not like those the like Venus flower basket episode with those shrimp that like lock themselves in this cage for their entire yeah. life. Yeah, it's very I remember saying that that's romantic, but at the same time, it's kind of romantic to keep your independence but still but move a little closer to each other. That can yeah. be romantic too. <laughs> They're neighbors now. So what do garden eels eat? Yeah, so as Blathers mentioned, they will kind of grab plankton from the current. And yeah, I said there isn't a lot of research into garden eels because they are pretty shy creatures. But I did find this interesting study that actually just came out in April of this year, 2022, in the Journal of Experimental Biology about their feeding habits. So that's pretty cool. I... I didn't realize that, but it feels like this is like a prescient episode. Ooh, nice. Right, hot off the press. Yeah, hot off the press. This experimental research was led by scientists from the Okinawa Institute of Science and Technology Graduate University in Japan. So instead of studying them in the wild, these researchers created this custom-made flume aquarium thing with a sandy bottom which they used to study the effects of prey density and flow speed on the feeding rates of garden eels, specifically the spotted garden eel. So yeah, very relevant to our episode today. Basically, the researchers were curious about how feeding for these eels work because most fish are, you know, free swimming, so they're, they're swimming around going after prey, whereas garden eels are in their burrows waiting for zooplankton to flow by. The scientists looked at how garden eels make use of their burrows, changing their movement and posture in response to strong currents, allowing them to feed in a wider range of flow speeds compared to many free-swimming fish. Here's a quote from Kota Ishikawa, first author of the article. Quote, free-swimming fish can shelter from currents by hiding in cracks and crevices in the reef, but garden eels are stuck in a more exposed area with only their burrows for shelter. So they've had to develop their own unique strategies for dealing with strong currents. So how the researchers actually did this was very cool and overlaps with something I've been really interested in, which is the use of artificial intelligence in marine biology research. What the researchers did was add zooplankton to the water with the garden eels, and then they used cameras, like, I think it was like three different cameras, like different angles, to capture the motion of each garden eel as it fed, and then they simulated current at four different speeds to sort of see how that would change the way that they fed. They then took all this footage and used it to train a machine learning algorithm to track the eye movement and the uppermost black patch on the eel's body. From that data, the researchers were able to analyze the movement of each eel. And interestingly, what the scientists found was that as the current increased, the eels would retract further into their burrows and focus on the zooplankton that passed really close by them. 
They also found that although the eels went further into their burrows, it didn't stop them from feeding on the zooplankton at kind of the same quick pace because more zooplankton were coming by in a given amount of time. I hope that makes sense. So it's like, although they're focusing on just the ones that come close, there are more coming. So it ends up kind of being the same rate. Oh, I see. Yeah. And the other thing that kind of helped with keeping that rate up was that they were more accurate with their strikes targeting the the zooplankton because they were closer. So it was more accurate. Mm. And yeah, this is also probably a time to mention that, as we said, they have really big eyes and that's because they use their sight to target zooplankton that are coming by. So, but the other thing they found is that once the flow rate reached 0.25 meters per second, which was the kind of highest speed that they tried, the garden eels retreated completely into their burrows and didn't feed at all. So it only kind of works up to a certain point, but it's interesting research into kind of how these eels, you know, adapt in different current conditions when they're feeding. That's so cool. I love the idea that they can just like hang out in their house and the food comes to them. And then when it's just yes. too intense, they're like, no, 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 no. I'm just going to go home. This is, this is a lot going for me inside. right now. <laughs> Speaking of like retracting into their burrows, do they have any predators or are they pretty good at avoiding predation? They do have some predators that I read about. But yeah, their, their burrows are a great defense. But there are predators that are successful at hunting garden eels. And those are the ones that can either dig out individual eels or burrow under the whole colony and get to them that way, like pulling them oh. from, yeah, from the bottom, like by their tails to eat them. Oh, that's horrible. Uh, yeah. It's like, that's just, very like tremors, like dune yeah. with the worm. It's kind of like jaws too, or something like, it's weird to think about that because usually you're kind of on the surface of the water and you're thinking about getting dragged down by something. They're it, like on the It reminds me floor. of the, the parachute game that we used to play as kids where you like have someone who's like the shark or something and you're like, you're, you have that giant parachute and everyone's sitting in a circle and you like make waves and then the shark will just like randomly pull people under. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, I remember that game. Yes, it's exactly like that. It's like that, except you, you're an eel and you actually get eaten. So not as fun. <laughs> yeah, but that's what the Pacific snake eel does. And also apparently triggerfish will scare the garden eels so that they go into their burrows and then they'll like dig them up and eat them so oh <laughs> yeah I don't know it's I, I really feel like the garden eels are just so cute I just kind of feel for them like but I guess there are thousands they seem of so wide-eyed and innocent yeah they're just trying to eat their plankton leave them alone and how are they doing conservation wise yeah I honestly couldn't find any information about their conservation they're not listed on the ICN. And they just seem to have not really been evaluated. I saw some stuff that said that they were like common. So I hope that's true. I hope they're doing well. But yeah, eels are truly mysterious. But I do I do love them. And I love how many shapes and forms they come in. Like these are really cute little eels. Yeah, I feel like every time we talk about an eel, I just like love them so much more. And I never thought I'd like eels this much, but... It really is. Every time we learn about them, they're like mysterious and quite just 
interesting animals. Like they just have the weirdest facts. And every one of them is different that we've covered. Yeah, that's so true. Petition to cover more eels. (laughs) It's all eels. (laughs) Petition to us to cover more eels. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thanks so much, Sophia. And thanks everyone for listening. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Beyond Blathers and check out our TikTok at Beyond underscore Blathers. And don't forget to take a look at our shop update at etsy.com slash shop slash Beyond Blathers. Tune in next week to learn more about the insects, fish, and fossils you can find in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Bye. Bye.